three, two, one, go. everybody to the triad of the fours podcast a podcast from three puerto rican friends coming together to do deep dives into star wars and other nerd related media this is season three and today we're going to be doing our full of spoilers review of episodes one two and three uh, of Andor. finally yes uh. so if you haven't watched it yet do yourselves the favor they're all on disney plus trust me it's completely worth it um, unfortunately, Mo nor Joanne can join us today because of the electrical situation that's going on in Puerto Rico right now. But on the bright side, our friend Mark Perez is back to talk to us. Welcome back. It's so good to Mark. have you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you oh, for having yeah. me. <laughs> I appreciate it. It's been too, too long since we've it had has you over. Long time. And yeah. what better time to kind of, you know, have you back than to talk and or the, the probably the best thing that's happened to Star Wars in. A uh, hot minute. Although I always say that every time some new Star Wars comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just the, so the newest, always. best thing, right? It's, the, right. Yeah. It's, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a new toy. Every time I get a new well, toy, that's the best thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's brand spanking new. I know there's been a lot of oh drama in the Twitter sphere about Andor being the best, but you know what is Twitter without a little drama? And you know we're not we're not here to stoke those fires. We're just here to yeah. enjoy the show that is Andor. But before we get going, we have to, like in previous episode, mm -hmm. and like Nadia was mentioning about uh, unfortunate circumstances that mm -hmm. do not allow Mo or Joanne to kind of be with us, we have to talk a little bit about Hurricane Fiona and the, the situation in Puerto Rico, and obviously the DR, because the DR also mm -hmm. got hit uh, yeah. by it. But just to remind everybody, you know, that it's not over. There's still hundreds of thousands of people suffering and without access to water, which is very, very important. I don't know if you're aware. And without yeah. power, and that that combo is a deadly combo. So uh, still flooding, I think, in some areas. Um, yeah. Roads are obviously inaccessible because of all the uh, landslides that that occur because of the rains. So if you're willing and able, please donate. If you're not able to donate, we understand that everyone is fortunate enough to be able to do that. Please sp uh, spread awareness because every little bit helps. Mm -hmm. Spreading spreading awareness also is a form of activism. So please, 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 you know, put words into actions and let's support all of our brothers and sisters, all of our Latina friends and family down in the island so that we can get the hit the ground running with recovery. We need your help. So please donate. Uh, that being said, let's get let's let's get started with Andor. I mean, that's why that's why mm -hmm. that's why we started this party here and a party <laughs> it is. We have been feasting and it is a glorious thing. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, one of the special things about Andor is the timing of it. I don't know if it was a coincidence. I don't know if Lucasfilm planned it. Uh, uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's a coincidence, but I'm going to know. I'm going to say no. They did do this intentional. Mm -hmm. And it's that Andor is premiering during Hispanic Heritage Month. And the launch event that we were very fortunate to be able to attend was September 15th, which was the start of Hispanic Heritage Month. And it's such a special way to kind of start everything with like this powerful latinx driven show because i mean yes i know we have mando and pedro pascal but he's he's under the helmet you know and you know <laughs> doing like doing like with, without like a very strong accent but having this show be diego in all his beautiful mexican glory with his <laughs> accent then having adria arjona 
and such a beautiful diverse cast is such a meaningful way to kind of start Hispanic Heritage Month with all you know all that beautiful Latin Latina people on that show that is just makes it even special I obviously enjoying the show I don't know if the whole Latin angle has biased me towards it and if it has <laughs> I don't care because I'm loving what I'm seeing but uh yeah having having all three of our faces on screen I feel it's such a beautiful beautiful thing so before we get started with the with the with the episode reviews right which we can finally finally talk about Mark how do how do you feel about like like you know being a Hispanic person now in Hispanic Heritage Month and now having Andor on screen what are your thoughts about that the word is orgui. Yes, (laughs) because I, I, you know, it's funny heading into this. I kind of had an idea that that's what it might be about, and I didn't want to get my hopes up because I was like, I hope they don't drop the ball. Because for me, it will mean a lot more to see these subjects and and the way that uh, things are presented uh, make me feel more connected to the show. And so I'm watching it unfold, and I'm like, Yes, yes, yes. like this is this is what I was hoping for, and then I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, they're not shying away from this at all. Mm -hmm. Um, There's something here that's special about this show that I'm I'm very happy to see, and I think Diego looks even better than ever in the character. Like, there's something about it, like, like I, 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 the the character himself, I always thought was kind of cool in the movie, but seeing him here in this, it's just all him, and he Mm -hmm. gets to shine. And I'm already like, I'll, I'll follow you anywhere. Take <laughs> yes. me anywhere. <laughs> I want to see what happens. Agree. <laughs> yeah. It's, it was, it's, it's it was, it was great interesting, start. right? It was interesting because I don't know how you guys felt. Well, I, I know. I know we've, we've talked about this. Uh, but before the show premiered and what was it? Like two years ago when it was announced that they were doing it or something like that. <laughs> oh uh, when, Kathy, when Kathy announced that they were doing the Rogue One spin-off and it's going to be like Andor. Hey, how did you feel? Were you excited for the show? Were you, you know, what, what, were you looking forward to it? Or were you sold immediately? Like, what were your feelings back then? And then like, how did it, did it ever change as we approached the day? <laughs> I, for me, I didn't know what to think of it back then. Cause I thought, well, what are they going to do here? Right. You know, I mean, I think that was like in the middle of so many other projects that were promised then, which mm-hmm. kind of disappeared since then. <laughs> right. <laughs> which, which projects are you talking about? <laughs> you know, but we were lucky enough to get this, right? Luckily, this fell under that umbrella of things that were able to be pushed through production mm-hmm. through COVID. Every, all that mess that we had to get through to get to this point, right? Um, but it really all came together at celebration when we finally started seeing the footage and all that stuff came mm-hmm. together. And I was like, yeah. okay, this is the show I didn't know I needed. Uh, th- because again, the way it was sold, I was like, I-, I hope I'm not reading too much into it. But like, to me, this seems like it's going to speak to so many Latinx people, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yeah, seeing it come together and, and you know, the presentation, you know, um, you know, the indigenous people, the way they show Mm-hmm. All that really, really, really hits home. And I'm like, I, I was like, I got to see how this works out because this is going to mean a lot to a lot of people when all is said and done. Let's just yes. hope that it all continues the way it's going because it looks like they've got the formula down of, of how to present these things. And yeah. that's how it should keep going. Danny, how about you? Would you let's just refresh everyone's minds. How, how, were, <laughs> how are you feeling about the show before, when it was announced and coming, coming? Um, I was actually excited when they first announced it, just because it's uh, it's Diego Luna, Juan 
to uh I really really enjoyed Rogue One <laughs> Rogue One was one of those films yes. that took me completely by surprise and mm-hmm. Andor was a really cool character that we didn't get to know enough about in the film yeah. I just wasn't sure yeah what angle they were going to take towards it so I was excited but I didn't really know what to expect and then when that first teaser came out I was already all in I mean it was just <laughs> so good and I love you know the whole like spy craft angle to mm-hmm. it and like Mark was saying all these characters like they are clearly Latinx and mm-hmm. you see you feel the sense of like community and family and uh our histories and mm-hmm. all of those things and just these three episodes so it's translating really well so far so i'm just i can't wait for more really it's it's i'm really excited yeah it was it was i mean I, before getting into that like i think i'm the only cynical one here because like, <laughs> i remember i remember when it was announced and he was like oh my god disney just stop stop doing like the, the, <laughs> the stop same going, things stop going stop going, stop, yeah. <laughs> stop, stop going for the cash grab like established characters let's just, let's just do new things, new things. <laughs> yeah. and I, and as usual i'm just wrong about everything and it does feel because, so new it because does feel it so does new. feel so new mm-hmm. it's still, and still and still star wars i don't like it all mm-hmm. like some people you're saying like oh it doesn't feel star wars it's so much it's so mature it's so it's like and yes it's mature it's adult but it's still intrinsically mm-hmm. star wars it's still like yeah. has all the elements there that of like course. make it part of that galaxy far far away but just like exploring like other corners that like we got to see a little bit of in rogue one but like really doubling down and being like okay we're we're going on with the boots on the ground approach yeah and just seeing those people no 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 magical you know wizards are here it's just <laughs> Normal people <laughs> struggling to get Diego. by. That's all. Oh. <laughs> Touche. There's that's it's really it's really it's really hard to argue with that one. But, but to that to that point, like I, when I remember I was I was rewatching uh, the show now like for this, and I was like there was like the one scene when like Diego and Adria Arjona are like talking like Bix Bix and Cassian are talking like in that first scene when she's like repairing the pot racer engine or yeah. whatever the hell it was. And all of a sudden, like, there's, like, the close-up of, like, Adria, and, like, I just, like, was looking at her, and I'm just, like, her dark, dark eyes and, like, her dark, dark hair. And I'm just, like, these are, these are my sisters, you know? This is, like, <laughs> this is, they're my sisters. These are all my friends back home. And I'm just, like, I'm seeing, like, a, like, like a, a Latina woman here, like, yeah. in Star Wars. And a Latina woman that looks Latina, you know? Because sometimes, yeah. they, sometimes, you know, when they cast Latina women for projects, sometimes they choose the white the whitewashed ones and that, mm-hmm. i don't want to be colorist here but like you know sometimes they no. cast people that appeals to like a certain type of look exactly yeah that makes sense which is which, which is fine like yeah there's a space for everybody that's yeah, not, of course of course no because <laughs> i mean there is a serious lack of of you know the color afro latino also mm-hmm. you know um yeah. it, it is not seen as often so when you do see yourself like that or you know people see themselves that way it really it means a lot it really does. Mm-hmm. And, and and again, it helps you connect with these characters, right? And like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, so uh, yeah, I, that, that goes a long way. Um, yeah. I really think that if it does happen to miss, you know, the mark with some folks, that it brings in a whole other crowd of people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Who would never yeah. normally watch Star Wars and be like, I'm going to watch this, you know, this yeah. is, this is much more interesting. I didn't realize Star Wars could be this way. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. And, and it kind of brings to mind, like when you were talking about Afro, Afro Latinos and all that stuff, it reminds me of Rings of Power with Ismael and having like a, like a Afro Latino, Afro Boricua there being yeah. an elf and like the, the impact that it's had on so many young, yeah. I mean, not, not just young people. We always talk about children, like seeing yeah. themselves, which is 
absolutely important but adults too like mean, adults mm -hmm. like because I, I remember like i was someone that i didn't know that i needed that type of representation until like in my 20s in my 20s was when i was realized like oh right like i have been conditioned to not even look for ourselves and like now that like when that kind of unlocks in your mind all of a sudden it's just like it's even more important in a way so it's like where where are we where are we like i, I, don't, I don't see i don't see ourselves anywhere and like to see like all this happen and like see a, a black mermaid i'm just like this yes, beautiful beautiful exactly and yeah to, and to all the haters you can just you can just you know you can just drown in your hate because we're not we've always been here and we're not going anywhere and it's and it's uh, and it's about time and so it's uh, it's definitely definitely a beautiful beautiful thing although there is something that i saw online that i actually did want to discuss with everybody here before we start going into the episode proper actually let's go into the episode proper so when we talk about the flashbacks then I'll circle okay. back to this because I saw an interesting take about stereotypes and that type of thing that might have validity. And I want to see everyone's opinion on it. But let's just talk okay. about the three episodes. Uh, Mark, what was your what was your reaction? Like, how did you feel? Because I think the three episodes, we can just talk about them as, as a whole, right? Because they're like a movie yeah. Yeah. of themselves. So like, what was your experience? Give us your review. <laughs> So overall, it's funny because I kept reading about this slow burn, right? And mm. like, oh, I don't know if this is for me. I kept seeing all this and I was a little worried. I was like, oh no, I was like, I hope it isn't so slow that it's like, I'm going to be bored out of my mind. And then yeah. before I knew it, I was done with the first episode. I was like, oh, that went by pretty quick. Really oh, fast. Okay, <laughs> all right. And then after the second one, I'm all like, oh, okay. Third, mm -hmm. right? And before I knew it, I was all done and I'm like, no, that, that, um, I love the pacing of that. I think yeah. maybe I, I, it might have been that some people, they, uh, so question for you, when you saw it at the screening, was it all one big episode or were they separated? They were separated. They were I mean, separated. They, okay, there, then, there, weren't, so, there weren't credits in between, okay. but it kind yeah. of okay. faded to black, a little pause, and then it started. A little pause. Okay. So that's <laughs> interesting because, yeah, that that I would I wonder why some people thought it was so slow. But, yeah, I was surprised. To me, the pacing was just great, I and I yeah. really enjoyed it. Like I said, just getting into this world, um, uh, an eye into this new world, right? I mean, it's still Star Wars universe, but to me, it's like this, this world that uh, – you know, Cassian lives in the people yeah. that are around and the people that are important to him, his past, how that connects with what's going on now, heading into the future, being on the ground level with these people, these regular day-to-day -day workers, mm -hmm. people struggling to like make a living, doing whatever they need to do to get by in this galaxy has been taken over by this empire, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. all of that, it just, it's, it's not, it, I, it wasn't lost on me as I was watching it and taking this all in. I'm all, this is, I love this. This is Star Wars on a whole other level that I kind of been wanting to see for a while, but I didn't really know I needed. And, and then I'm, yes. I'm getting it and I'm yes, all like, exactly. this is great. I was like, because sometimes a lot of that is missed. I get it. We love the space battles. We love seeing the lightsaber, yeah. you know, duels. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, those are all great and everything, but yeah, the, you think about the effect that it has on the people below, the people that are living their yeah. lives, people trying to get by, some people who don't make it, you know, mm -hmm. all the, the casualties mm -hmm. and so forth. So, um, and, and we're getting a little bit from both sides in this because obviously, you know, you have these cops, corporate yeah. cops that are involved, yeah. you know, that yeah. like you kind of hate right away, you know, but it's doing a good job of showing you things mm -hmm. from their point of view, right? Yeah. And so I love it because it's not just like, a, it's not so one-sided. You get to see how yeah. these two worlds are colliding as the universe progresses forward. Um, so I think it's doing an excellent job of that. Mm -hmm. You know, you like the people who you like, you're kind of like 
so so on certain people wondering if you can trust them there's other people you outright hate but that's because the acting is well it's so good. Oh, yeah, exactly. right yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah it's like they sell you on who these characters are supposed to be i never felt pulled out of the story at all um you know uh the music is great and yeah. so i want to see more it left me at the end of episode three being like okay I, I'm ready yeah. for more. <laughs> yes, definitely. So, yeah, that's that. Those are my thoughts. <laughs> uh, I 100% agree with, about with the acting because Kyle Soller's character, like Cyr- uh, Cyril, Cyril, yeah, Cyril was Karn, so like, surprising. Oh my god, I yeah. hate that guy so much. I mean, I'm sure Kyle Soller's a wonderful human being, but, yeah. that, but he does it so well. Acting. You yeah. just hate him really immediately. Oh my god. Like, I was just, oh my god, what a bootlicker! I, I yeah, love this. Yeah. I was just like, uh, <laughs> from the I first moment so that much. it's like he tailors his suit and all that stuff, it's like, oh my yeah. god, you're such a hateful little guy. But yeah, he's <laughs> he does it so well that that was really surprised me. Like that acting is so so incredible, and and everybody else because um, Diego Luna's inhabiting this character even oh. more than I ever expected. Uh, and he's so convincing as as this character um adria is great how we were talking about it's not just that it's a latina woman but also mm-hmm. that she's like this powerful compassionate female character mm-hmm, as well mm-hmm. which is really empowering to see you know she's a mechanic and she cares about her people and it's just she's fantastic yeah. uh-huh um fiona shaw is ah. I mean, she's always been a amazing but it, she was so good and this ain't, this, this ain't your mom's on petunia yeah this is <laughs> She's so good. So good. But yeah, the acting's been so great. Like we've talked about the soundtrack from the Ah. beginning. I love that the intro is different in every episode. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it just keeps that soundtrack alive. alive. Yeah. 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 And and when you use, you know, the actual noises as part of the score, Ah. like with, with the banging and then that moment of silence afterwards and obviously followed, you know, preceded by Fiona's amazing speech. Um, yeah, yeah. Ah, that's what a reckoning sounds ah, I love that I line know, so much. I know, I know. Sounds like. I'm, yeah. I'm just using that word now all the time. So, <laughs> so reckoning. reckoning. <laughs> yeah, at work, at work, we're going to order some material sample or something. That's a reckoning that we're getting. That's a reckoning, yeah. yes. Uh, but so the, the, the music's oh, so good. Like, I remember yeah. that that scene. I mean, because uh, kudos, I, I forgot the composer's name. And I apologize. Uh, I just saw it too. Okay, I, I, yeah, I saw it pretty recently because I was watching the Star Wars show and like yeah. they were interviewing him. I'm like, ah. Well, I mean, he's amazing. The score for um, he did the score for Succession, and it's okay. so oh, good. Okay, okay, yeah. But it, it, and kudos to him for like taking like to for being you know kind of doing the Ludwig Göransson thing of being like, well, this ain't this ain't John Williams. Yeah, this is yeah. this is me. Uh, well, yeah. this is this is Andor actually because he's doing what the show kind of needs because mm-hmm. it gives it that frenetic energy that the yeah. show needs because the show's the show's a bomb. It's just ticking. It's ticking. It just keeps, you know, it keeps ticking until there's a there's a boiling point and it, the bomb has to go off. And the music just exemplifies that so well. And like there was the one scene that actually didn't take me out of the show in a negative way, but it took me out in a way that like I was like, oh crap, kudos because that was a ballsy move with the soundtrack. It's like the one scene when like at the end, I think it's at the end of episode two when like Andor just is walking, is walking through, out, and all of a sudden like yeah. the drums just kick in. Yeah. It's just like and I'm like, whoa actual drum kit in star wars not like an orchestral thing i was like yeah that that was awesome because i've never heard anything like that in star wars and it just fit the mood yeah and it was such a cool shot especially at the end of that episode after uh 
the guy, the really annoying like passenger says to sell like if you can't yeah. find it here, it's not worth finding. And then <laughs> got to him like through the junkyard with a band, and it's like end. So good. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> you you put Diego Luna in any sort of situation, it's gonna be a Just good shot. Yeah, you can shoot it on your iPhone. It's gonna be an awesome shot because it's it's Diego Luna. Always, <laughs> always perfection. And Speaking of music, um, it's funny. My 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 friend Rebecca had commented on Facebook. She was watching the scene with uh, Marva talking, and then the scene where Diego kind of like confessed to what was going on and everything. Mm-hmm. And she said, it "Made me think of Bohemian Rhapsody." She goes, "Mama, I just killed a man. If oh, I'm not back God, by this time so tomorrow, good. whatever, oh, wow. you know, perfect, I'm just not perfect." Oh, and I'm God. like. And I, I, sat down like, I love that people make those connections. I, I, never I, I told her, I was like, do you mind if I give you credit for that thought? But I need to bring it up when I'm recording later. Because Oh, thank you so much. It's so good. So yes. thank you, so Rebecca. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is what amazing. if, what if, what if actually, I mean, who, oh who God, knows? Maybe, right? maybe Tony Gilroy was thinking about this. Right? Like, hey, I'm going to make yeah, a You're Bohemian sitting there writing the music is in the background, right? And all of a sudden you're inspired. It's like, who knows? But I hope, yeah. I hope that's true. I yeah. hope. Uh, I hope uh, it's please, true. Yeah. Please, please, <laughs> Lords, Lords of Star Wars. Like, uh, <laughs> give me an interview with Tony Gilroy so he can confirm that indeed yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody inspired that scene in Andor. Because <laughs> it, it's, 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 it's so good. Perfect. Now, now yeah. someone that knows how to do video editing, because that's not person, it's not me, now needs to do the cut. <laughs> Uh, like the scene with the actual song so that you know we can yeah there you go on, there on you the tick on the tiktoks as the kids and uh, the kids use tiktok i don't get uh, i use reels i'm sorry i'm not i'm not downloading another app uh, yeah. I, I, i'm sorry uh, but jesus christ Stellan skarsgård also what a tour of the force yeah. like the, the man yeah. can yeah. do no wrong he just, you know what? It's funny because like there are many actors like that, that just the moment they're on screen, they bring, you know, just a certain um, professionalism and like, um, what's the word, brevity, just to their mm-hmm. the scenes, Gravitas. right? Yeah, gravitas. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like they're on oh, the scene yeah. and then it brings it up Anger. to the next level. There's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly right. The voice, everything, <laughs> the presence. Um, it makes it, again, it makes you feel even more a part of this world that you're seeing right mm-hmm. um because obviously you need to find somebody like him in this world to be able to get somewhere so to speak right mm-hmm. you know um and the fact that he you know he's heard of cassian and goes like yeah. look i came looking for you i've heard about you right i don't i, mean, I don't want that box uh, yeah yeah <laughs> i don't want that box i mean i'm sure it would have been helpful right but still yeah. right um it, it, it's all Leave the box. like you know <laughs> Like where 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 <laughs> things are going and i think who you are could really help this cause right which he's about to get a little bit more of i'm sure there might be some apprehension whatever but i mean mm-hmm. he's not appointed no return himself anyway so what has he got to lose right because mm-hmm. things are pretty grim for you know casting by the time we get to the end of that episode yeah. there's no he can't go back home right so mm-hmm. you know he may be able to sneak back at some point but it's like i wouldn't risk it so, <laughs> but we'll see <laughs> Which, which which begs the question for me. It's just like, is this the last time we're gonna see like uh, uh, his adopted mom or Adria, or do you think that everything's gonna tie back together at the end? They're gonna come back at some point. Or do you think that we're done with those characters and we're moving to something new? I think the flashbacks will still continue because we need to see how he was formed into the person he is through his relationship with mm-hmm. her, right, and how it ties back to his past because. 
I mean, as much as I understand why she saved him and everything, but it's like, why was it her decision to take him off his planet like that? And just, and, like, just and just one kid, and it's like, why not? Come yeah, and rescue all the you would have thought and... that you would have either dropped him off with his people, right? You know, or you yeah. know, like go back. Is there, is their family here with you? Do you have somebody here? I know they couldn't understand each other, but I'm sure, you know, he would have like grabbed her by the hand and said, "Let me show you where I'm from. Let me show you what life is like mm-hmm. here." whatever that might've looked like, but yeah. yeah, it felt like a weird little decision made by her to like, yeah, it's you like, know, I'm going to knock you it's, out. And it's, it's, it's quite, you. quite, li- yeah. It's quite literally kidnapping. Uh, yeah, uh, no, yeah. it totally is. I was like, what the <laughs> hell, dude? But I, I get it. Like I even, said, she even drugs just, him. And so it's just like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. little bit weird. Creepy, like, love it. Love but it. yeah. Um, so that, I mean, that, I wonder if that's going to come up too, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a certain anger there that drives him also to be the rebellious kid that we see mm-hmm. or rebellious mm-hmm. adult that mm-hmm. we meet um, at the beginning of this series. So that, again, I hope that gets addressed because if we're getting to know this character, let's get to know all those little parts of it. You know, right. what informed yeah, and, it, this and, behavior? I think you're right, yeah. I absolutely think that we're going to continue with flashbacks just because from the trailers we've seen, like those scenes with the clone troopers. So it's just like, well, we're... In the that's right I, I'm funny I totally missed that I really <laughs> so so <laughs> like I could see them pop up today maybe they'll digitally de-age Diego to be slightly less handsome because I think he's become more handsome the older he gets that's a lot uh, of work man but <laughs> 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 but now that we're talking about uh the flashbacks and for people that don't know because you haven't seen the show maybe stop listening and go and go watch it uh there, there yeah. before, because we're gonna ruin the show for you. Uh, there are these flashes of like young Cassian, or how she was called then, Casa, and it's a beautiful scenes, honestly, because we don't know what language they're talking in, and they don't put subtitles. I love I that they kept the that smartest no thing to do. It's so like, good, no subtitles. It's so it's so beautiful because you can understand like the the culture that these children have created among themselves and they have their own hierarchies and you understand the, this 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 system that these children have that are being forced to survive to an extent uh, but what i want to talk about it with you guys specifically especially like in, in you know under the umbrella of representation of hispanic heritage month is i saw a take online actually that i found interesting and it was that this representation of the children in the flashbacks is actually uh, it could be considered uh, racist just because it's it's stereotypical of what Mexicans are and like you know they're poor and they're dirty and they speak a different language and stuff like that. And I was like, it was an interesting take, and it, it came from a, a a person of Mexican descent. Well, actually, they are from Mexico, so it was a Mexican person. Uh, so so valid because if that's their experience and their perception. So I wanted to see like how you guys perceived it because I felt anything but i mean i do think i'm not gonna say that it might not be stereotypical i don't want to use that word for it but i do think that it was very aimed at like creating the migrant experience so it's very purposeful and like what it's trying to do at least to me i don't i didn't feel any malicious you know maliciousness or or, you know or or inconsiderate representation on it but what do you what are your guys take on this take that is not my take. Uh, <laughs> want me to go first? I'll go first. Yes. <laughs> okay. I didn't want. I didn't want to like. Says that. Says that. Says that. He didn't go. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, so the way I see it is now. Correct me if I'm wrong. 
in one of the episodes, they described how um, this uh, planet that we had started on, um, which for some reason I'm forgetting the name of the planet. Right Canari. Uh, Canari. Yes, that's right. So Canari, they had been a mining planet, right? There was an imperial yeah. base there, and that's what's left where we see all that destruction, right? right? So I'm assuming that the people of Canari were also involved in that at some point, but then mm -hmm. that got destroyed and it probably destroyed any sense of culture or any kind of like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. movement that their culture would have had. And they got, they regressed to a certain point, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. They didn't have the commodities and other things that they may have had, whatever little or, or a lot of yeah. that they might've had at that point. And all that stuff as the kids, all these adults were affected. Maybe they were all working there, right? All the yeah. kids were yeah. left behind. So you're left with almost like a Lord of the Fries situation where they have yeah. to fend for themselves, That's what right? I thought too. Mm -hmm. um, and so it, 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 to me, it's interesting because I think that they're just doing the best they can with what has been left at this point, right? right? I mean, look, if you think about it, you know, in, in, in our ancestors' countries, my my families in Guatemala, right? Mm -hmm. Look at what happened there with like that company that owned Chiquita Banana and the CIA, CIA came in, did a military coup, took the government that was out there, put them in a civil war for a number of years and completely ruined everything. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, with a, 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 you know, trail of destruction all along the way, I'm sure generations of people didn't make it through. You know, um, so it's in those instances when you have such a hostile takeover, so much can change and so much can regress and you may never mm. recover from it. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I looked at the whole thing. I mean, I never thought of it once. Oh, that's how they see us. That's why this is it. No, this is where he comes from. You know, right. this is what has happened to him. This might be part of it all. I but, yeah. you know. Uh, but I understand why someone would want think of it that way, right? It is like, okay, well, I yeah, I, I hear you. I can mm -hmm. I can totally mm -hmm. see that. But I think that there's so much more to show than that. And right. and, and it, again, if they continue to prove that, then we're going to look back and be like, oh, so that's why this was this way, mm -hmm. you know? So. All right, how about you? You didn't yeah. seem convinced. You didn't seem convinced when I was. No, no. I, um, <laughs> I, because I hadn't really thought about it in that way. Honestly, it I, it didn't feel to me like it was like on purpose stereotypical because I did have that feeling that Mark did too, that it was kind of a Lord of the Fly situation mm -hmm. yep. that they're actually handling way better because, you know, in Lord of the Flies, they try to kill each other. And, and these <laughs> group of kids, you know, actually formed a community and are trying to like support each other. And you can tell that they're just completely alone and they lost mm -hmm. everything. And it, I think they said it was like some accident and it was mm -hmm. declared toxic and the planet was basically abandoned i mean you can see it when um and or sees himself his reflection like he probably hasn't seen his face in years or something because yes. he like touches it's like what oh my god you know mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. it's very heart-wrenching and uh, i remember one of the girls starts like jumping up and down when they see the the ship crashing like we're saved or something and you know it's it's just like they're abandoned children and they're mm -hmm. trying to survive however they can. And I just thought the whole thing was just really sad, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Well, which, and, which, which, it, which I appreciated the sadness and I appreciate like yeah. the, the, the grit that the show has because as opposed to, I mean, we always see like in a lot of Star Wars movies and all the animated, even the animated stuff, we, you know, we see empires like, oh, bad guys, but yeah. we don't see like how they're bad. This level of destruction. How yeah. they're bad to the people and how we just see like oh well this is just an enemy that a hero must face and it's just like you know 
I don't want to say stereotypical, but obviously there's a lot of nuance to the shows and, and the movies and mm-hmm. how they portray the empire. But you know, you don't you don't see the day-to-day toll that the empire is creating on people that would wanna, you know, in Rise of Skywalker, join the big militia and come to defeat the first order. Like you, you don't see why the little guy cares, you know? Yeah. And this show shows you. It's just like and 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 to your and to your point, Mark, I think the whole aspect with the children and the mining is just another perfect example of why Tony Gilroy is doing such a good job with the writing of the show. Because again, anyone who I, don't, I can't believe I, we keep having to have this conversation. Star Wars has always been political. And, <laughs> this, and this show, this show just is it's running with it. It's saying like, yeah, there's yeah. no apologies. We're doing yeah. it. The cops, if the cops were blue. It's just, it's, we're yeah. not hiding it. Yeah. And, <laughs> but showing, showing the mining disaster and all those yeah. things and showing like how corporate, it's very, it's very George Lucas, right? He was talking about taxation of, tra- of trade routes in episode yeah. one. So like just showing like how mine, the, Mining guilds and all these things destroy corporations as expressions of the empire, and yep. and how the empire profits mm-hmm. from people suffering exploitation. I think it's just a wonderful thing. One to kind of see mm-hmm. a justification of yeah, empire bad, but also the parallel, right? So yeah, but that's what America and corporations do everywhere around the world. I mean, not just Europe too, sure. Uh, but you know, let's let's be real here. Uh, we're talking about American uh, capitalists. Uh, policies that have destroyed countries and people's lives and we're and we're seeing that and we're seeing that and it was also great to see like pri- uh, private cop cop companies it's like you know <laughs> just thinking that they're as cool as actual the actual cops and stuff like that and trying to you can you can totally tell that there's a space version of cops and those guys <laughs> watch it all the time and they're just like well give me my gun so i can go and kill and kill some <laughs> kill some you know some impoverished yeah. youth uh, so I love how unapologetic the show has yeah. been in that regard. But what, how do you, Mark, what do you, how do you feel about the politics in the show? Do you like politics in your Star Wars or is that too spicy? No, I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, like I said, it's, it's been there, you know, um, from the beginning, it's like, it may have been hidden. I don't know. I want to say the word hidden, but it just was. Yeah. Subtext. Presented a, a different way, right? But, you know, as things have moved on, it's like these things are important. They are, they should be in the forefront. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you want, if you have this empire taking over the galaxy, I mean, there's only so much, so long that you can escape the subject. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. but again, like you said, the people on the ground, the, the little people, so to speak, mm-hmm. right? You know, their their day-to-day is important because you need to see the effect that these wars are having mm-hmm. on them not just um, as collateral damage but they're, yeah they're, yeah i mean a lot of times too. you know you don't think about what happens who else when like you know when Jeddah got hit with that the, the, by the death star who else died down there you know that we don't mm-hmm. see you don't know their story yeah. or anything right? right you know i mean you have a whole planet of people that got wiped out that we don't know all of their story uh alderaan you know mm-hmm. i mean yeah. it's like these it has happened over and over and over again as the empire moves through the galaxy so they can show everybody their strength and mm-hmm. you know to get a pause and just zero in on the story and get to know why like someone like Cassian comes out of these wars this way mm-hmm. it's like it's it's great to just take your time to get to learn that get to know these characters and get to know where they come from 
you know, because it really adds a whole different layer to everything we've learned up until this point. And it's been, it's come up a couple of times in different series, whether mm-hmm. it be an animated series, whether mm-hmm. it be a book or wherever. But I think the way it's being presented now, it's just very rich. And there, I, I hope that the depth of the story continues the way it's going. Because like, again, like I said, I think they, they have this formula down pretty well. So, yeah. you know, yeah. um, I just want to see it more. I don't want it to all of a sudden shift gears halfway through, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, like I said, the consistency already seems to be there. And, and that's what sold me on it. I was like, okay, this is this is really, really different in a great way. And mm-hmm. I want more of it. Yeah. yeah, 100%. And one of the interesting things about it is like you said, they have like a formula and it works because compared to Mando and Obi-Wan and Book of Boba, the episodes are relatively short, especially when we compare them to like, like prestige dramas. And I use that with quotations <laughs> uh, on HBO or something that all like House of the Dragon or something like that, that all the episodes are one hour. And I, I remember back in the day being like, oh, well, I want, you know, I want that. I want something the caliber of HBO and, and that means it has to be an hour-long episode every single one but to me it kind of surprises me how these episodes can be short and I, again I use that with quote because that's relative to some, someone's attention span uh, but still be so short but still have so much packed into them that you're that you feel satisfied at the end of, at the end of the day so how does everyone feel about that? Like, Nani, do you feel the episodes are too short? Do you wish that they were longer? Do you feel like they're long enough and are packed and, you know, it leaves you satisfied? What are your thoughts on episode lengths? As I know that's a... I honestly think yeah. they're kind of perfect, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Mark was saying at the beginning, I think the pacing has been excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a little bit of a slow burn, but I like slow burns. And then mm-hmm. it just kind of like yeah. starts elevating and then just punches you in the face in that third episode and it's so oh, good yeah. and um and even though it does work as its own arc the episodes themselves i think are well contained also so they work mm-hmm. separate and together because there's there's some beautiful symmetry as a like uh for example that first episode um casa that it starts with his search for his sister and then mm-hmm. ends with that scene when he leaves her behind you know, mm-hmm. so it has this like beautiful symmetry to it that the end of the third one where you see his leaving his home from the version of when he was a kid that he was taken because of this like mm-hmm. accident of fate to now having to leave his home again. This because now he has he can't stay at all because now he's a fugitive, he's being chastened, mm-hmm. you know. So I think they've they've worked really, really well. And they don't feel short or long they just feel absolutely perfect like you're done with it and it's like wow that's so good when's the next one let's go come on so i've i've (laughs) felt very satisfied so far yeah mark what do you think about Uh, you know it's funny uh, i was listening uh, to you talking and and the (laughs) first thing that popped into my head was thinking back at the you know seeing um casa when you know he's young and so we're literally seeing i've been in this fight since i was six years old old. (laughs) right It was that moment right there, seeing what happened with the crash landing of the ship, having his life uprooted all of a sudden, because the next thing you know, he's deep in this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I think we're going to see also where, where does Marva fall in all this? Because she's obviously not, an, you know, pro-empire. She mm-hmm. has been doing her own thing. So there's something yeah. there that, you know, not only 
helps Cassian become who he is. Um, but we're going to learn more of where her place in this galaxy is as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So again, as I say, going back to her, I don't think we've seen the last of her. I think we absolutely right. need to learn more about her as well. Besides, yeah. it'd be a really sad to waste that talent and just say I goodbye. Know. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Plus, it has to be. It has to be so much in the formation of who Ander is, because clearly, like you said, in it since six years old. Clearly, the hatred for the Empire is deeply rooted to his soul since he was a yeah. child. Like you see him destroying that ship on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, just the raw anger. And then you mm-hmm. can tell already that he's had his small rebellions because we've heard that he's yeah. already been arrested by the Empire and all these things. So we know that that informs him. And now given the opportunity to actually fight back for real with the mm-hmm. offer, you know, it he had to have been informed by Marv as well. Like, was he going with her on adventures, like stealing things and, and doing yeah. little things to like backstab the Empire? Or, or was she somebody in the middle who went against both Rebels and Empire, a character like right. um, Benicio del Toro's character. And, right, exactly. You know, like, so you know she played both sides. Yeah. I'm on my side. <laughs> bring back, bring back Benicio. One right. thing, one one thing that I've read that I yeah. either read or heard. I've definitely heard it from from Star Wars Explained. That one one theory is that like there because we know that from source material and stuff that Cassian is a separatist. So was from a separatist planet or something like that. Uh, so uh, Fiona Shaw's character, she might be also aligned to, not that with the with the sep with the Confederacy, but she's like from planets that were mm-hmm. part of the of the separatists, so they're not yeah. friendly towards the Republic. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what we'll be seeing, like in these flashbacks where we see clone troopers, is just ask Cassian with her, like you know, doing their their as as Finn would say in Rise of Skywalker, shifty stuff uh, with the Republic. So we can see like that animosity even before the the fall of the Republic and the rise of the Empire. So that would be interesting to kind of see how those dynamics change once yeah. the power. And it'd be cool if she was enough. a great character, you know, because not everybody has to be completely good or completely evil. Exactly. And, you know, most yeah. people are somewhere in the middle. So it'd be interesting yeah. to have a character like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But but and all the characters so far, I think, have been excellent because. They're, they're they're not one dimensional, right? There's yeah. there's so much so much layering to all of them. And uh, one in particular, I mean, we've talked about her uh, before, but I want to circle back to Adria's character again, Bix, because I just love her character. And uh, the only thing that I don't find believable is that she would date someone called Tim. <laughs> I was just like, that's it's like, what, was, which which kudos kudos to Tony Gilroy. Like, what's the least Tim. Star Wars name I can? <laughs> I can give to the white guy on this show, so that, and then and then make them date one of the most beautiful women on the planet. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Tim. So I was like, uh, yeah, and it, it it works. He's uh, what's that character in, in House of the Dragon that like said that like, oh, you want me to be your whore type of thing? Like we we got two we got two in like now two loser bros like are jealous. Uh, so what did what did you guys think of like Bix? Uh, now they start with you. What what was the impact that Bix had? in you when you watch the all these three episodes and her relationship with Tim was it believable oh, oh my uh, god um i love Bix um i think her relationship with Tim is believable because i think she just wanted somebody just for comfort like you can see that they're not really serious that they had this whole we only see each other once a week thing so i think she he was just like her booty call honestly um interesting 
So in that sense, if it would have been something more serious, I, 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 don't, I don't think so. It. I don't think I don't. She, she's got her pick of the litter. You're going to tell me that she's going to let that be the booty. No, I'm sorry. Hey. Well, and you know, there's a complicated history there with um, Cassian. Obviously, there's obviously definitely there's definitely mm-hmm. history there. So maybe this was like somebody uncomplicated that brought no complications to her life. True. And was just there so, for comfort. So, I, OK, I can see that. That's the so palate that cleanser. Sense, it's like, I, I just need this loser to uh, boost my ego a little bit because I got bruised. <laughs> and I mean, he's such a prick. I mean, he's got this amazing woman and he stalks her, then betrays one of her closest friends. And I'm sorry, this makes me sound like a terrible person, but it was so satisfying when he got himself killed. Fuck it's around like, and find, and karma's find out. a bitch. <laughs> like, you know, snitches be killed. Like, you're, oh my God. Oh, well, he he betrayed his community, so he got his comeuppance. Uh, it's just like you don't you don't do that, especially when Adria is the lead, one of the leaders of your community. You don't yeah. you, don't, you don't mess. And with you kids. can see it's yeah. it's this community that's like a family. Like everybody mm-hmm. starts yeah, getting pissed off when you see that there's cops in Marva's house. The whole mm-hmm. thing with the medals, like everybody like supporting each other, and then this guy goes and snitches on one of his own. Oh. Come on, and then yeah. have the audacity to take her to bed after doing that? No, uh-uh. You definitely deserve to be shot. He got his. Mark, what do you what do you think of our of our girl Bix and her and her loser Tim? Eh. Okay. <laughs> well, Bix, I think she is amazing. I just there's a strength that comes through on on screen. The moment mm. that they're on screen, you just know who they are just by looking at yeah. her. Right? You know, she's she's doing work. You know, do just. I don't know. There was something so tangible about her right away. I could see why yeah. Cassian and why Tim would fall in love with her, right? Yeah. Because you can tell yes, Cassian so. cares about her. Tim, of course, is going to yeah. fall in love with her, right? And mm-hmm. then he's a handsome guy. I like that actor a lot. So it was really hard to see him turn the way he did. I was like, dude, come on. <laughs> again, why? again, the power of the acting. The power of yeah, the acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen him before, and, and I was so hoping that there would be more to him than just that. But he serves his purpose in this world, right? right? That's what what happens. It sets in motion what happens next. As much as we may hate him, he also mm-hmm. made it possible for the next chapter to happen, right? Right. Right. Thankfully, he didn't take Bix along with him because then that would have been I would have that, super right, hated him. Right. <laughs> and and yeah. you're absolutely right. Maybe this was this is definitely the butterfly effect. If he hadn't been a snitch, uh, we wouldn't have destroyed the Death Star. Because we needed that whole chain of events. Maybe Andrew happen, was gonna yeah. stick. So maybe, maybe, maybe we should be thanking Tim. I don't want to. I don't want to say <laughs> that like uh, we maybe all Tim, snitches have you. a purpose, but in the long run, in the long run, I guess. But you're still, you're still a prick. Uh, <laughs> we love the actor. We hate him. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so let's let's talk. Let's talk about like that climactic, like that climactic episode where like all the all the weights and everything are coming down. It's, it's so like a bomb, yeah, yeah, yeah. a bomb finally exploded. We have Stellan Skarsgård giving the best delivery of Cassian Anders' name that I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, which was to me... Anders. Sounds yeah, like a pirate. <laughs> well, maybe he was channeling he his off. Dead Man's Chest uh, character. Yeah. Uh, it could be, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I, I just need to know. I just need to know if, when they were filming that scene if everyone like if Tony Gilroy and everyone on set were just like he probably butchered Cassian's name should we do another take of this so he can say that (laughs) or is instead of the Skarsgård only do one take and you know we can't we can't we can't contractually obligate him to redo the scene because 
it was so butchered, but I, I love it's infamous. It still sounds awesome. Point. It still it, sounds it, awesome. It it's still yeah. a scar He's got he's got an amazing voice. Uh, and 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 what an amazing scene, especially like that scene when like Ant Nor Cassian has like the gun point, the blaster pointed to his head. Which by the way, Nani was saying the other day, and I have to 100% agree now rewatching the show that the blasters, the sound effects for all the blasters in this show are incredible. Like it, yeah, I, think, I mean, Star Wars real. blaster sounds yeah. have always sounded cool. Okay, mm -hmm. no. But like here, there's like weight to them and they feel yeah. dangerous. You know, they feel like something that's gonna mess Tim up, but also could mess uh, Cassian <laughs> up. So kudos to the uh, sound engineers there at uh, Skywalker Ranch. because yeah. The uh, visuals as well. The vi yes. oh, Yeah, it's just- Very much so. So good, yeah. so good. Well, it, let's, it, let's speak to that. How do you guys feel about the look of the show? Because I feel like it's the most beautiful Star Wars has looked in, in a, a long time. I mean, Star Wars has always been beautiful, but this is like just, mind-blowingly beautiful mark what do you think how does how does the show look to you all right so excellent world building because oh, yeah. again you know whatever planet we were on it was just there was a distinctness to each of them mm -hmm. how what they felt um and then also you know the people that were a part of them right um and again like you said the blaster sounds and everything that's why it's like i feel again a lot of the reviews i felt thrown off because you're literally in the Star Wars universe from the get-go. Mm. The sounds, the blasters, mm -hmm. the vehicles, you know, your surroundings, everything. It's all Star Wars. It mm. really, really is. I mean, uh, almost to the point where if it were like an open world, right? You get to mm. walk through and and take everything in. Um, I mean, you even got a guy sounding the bell, you know, for like, yeah. you know, I was it in the morning, whatever, the, every day. I, I, I want to be that guy. guy. Someone yeah. used to cosplay at that guy at Celebration Next. Oh, so. oh yes. It <laughs> was perfect. It was perfect. That guy is amazing. <laughs> yeah, he totally, he just does a great job. I loved it so much. Um, if they recast him for season two, I volunteer. Uh, you, don't, okay. you, film, you, don't, you don't need to pay me. I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. I'll just bang the bell. Yeah. I'll bang, those, I'll bang the shit out of the bell. <laughs> so, yeah, all those, all those things really, really, really... Um, Again, I just love the way the world feels this time. I mean, Tony Gilroy really gets it. And mm -hmm. I yeah. have to give him that. Um, you know, I mean, a lot of people like had complaints about the volume and the way it's been used up until this point, but it also made a lot of stuff possible that may have not been possible during that whole time, you know, that we yeah. were locked down mm -hmm. and locked down or whatever, right? We were lucky to even have what we had during that time period. Right. They could have paused production and we may be still getting through the Mandalorian and Andor's two years away, right? Right. Yeah. So it was for, for that time being, it was great. I, I think that now, hopefully as we move forward, it'll be a combination of both, you know? Yeah. Um, because it really does make a difference to feel like you're in the set or like, you know, in, yeah. uh, in an actual setting as opposed to having that background around you. But, but again, all those things are Star Wars. Your yeah. matte paintings, you know, the, the, you know, all the blue screen. I mean, so it's just, it's always all been Star Wars. It's just mm -hmm. that you got to, you know, test new ground and see what works and what doesn't. Right. And, I, I, and it's a great point that you were saying about the volume, because I've also seen those, which is, which is interesting, because I remember when Mando came out, everyone was gushing about the volume. Mm -hmm. But everyone's just, everyone's done a 180 now. Oh, no, right. now, and yeah, goes, the volume sucks. Yeah, that's so weird. weird. And for me, it's interesting because it, it's not, for me, it's not either or, it's both mm -hmm. and, you know, it's mm -hmm. kind of like, why you don't have to, it, it, and again, I think this whole discourse of the Star Wars community over this, uh, 
past couple of days is gonna exemplifies a little bit what I'm, I'm about to like say because it's just like we're fall into the trap of becoming the thing that we hate right and sometimes like people you know they take the anakin route and revenge of the sith and take the absolutes and it's just like and it's just like well we want practical effects oh no we want cgi oh no we want the volume no we want actual sets it's just like well you can it's not about having to just everything can complement it's like everything other, yeah. every it's all it's all ingredients in this <laughs> in this buffet of star wars and the more the more tricks that the wonderful folk at ILM have, the better a show will be. I mean, yes, for some things, maybe on locations better. For some, the volume might be more mm-hmm. practical. So it's just like all of these elements can like make all the things possible to give us the best looking shows that we've ever seen, honestly. Because to your point, Mark, when Mando came out with the volume, like it was the most incredible thing everyone's ever seen. And like I still stand by my opinion that like. Obi-Wan Kenobi and Mando season one shot in the volume are amazing. Like look like yeah. incredible. Just as good as any Star Wars film. I know with season two, I think that they got a little too comfortable with the volume, in my opinion. But, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. That's neither yeah. here nor there. Yeah. I'm not knocking the technology. And yeah. so technology is amazing. Like I want a volume in my apartment. Right. And, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, so like it's 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 great. And I, I that's so. Like yeah, I, I don't like to choose teams here on like which thing is better because they're all they're all they're all great. All I good. want all all, yeah. all the tools. Just give them, just use them all so we can get the best visually exciting show that we can get. And I think Andor has definitely been the most visually exciting thing that we we've gotten in a long time. And to that to that point about the production design, I think it's so good how they did the world building because it just feels like they just deconstructed Star Wars and reconstructed it. It's just like, you know, it's kind of like a phoenix from the ashes. Like, yeah, you burnt it down, but those ashes of Star Wars are still there and giving you like that world that feels fresh and unique, but still inherently Star Wars, which is something that I think could have only happened because Tony Gill, because I had read an interview that was saying that Tony Gilder wasn't really a fan of Star Wars. And I, and I, I don't mean to say that he was saying that he didn't like Star Wars, that he's not, you know, he's not a nerd like us. Yeah. And he wasn't into that world. And I think that's something good sometimes to like bring in creators that aren't invested in the world because then they don't have bring to, new ideas they're and, not yep. exactly mm-hmm. they're not yeah. afraid to like yeah. try something new because they don't have that attachment i think that's precisely what tony gilroy did so let's talk about that for a little bit what do you guys think about that do you think that star wars needs more voices like tony's that's just like not attached to source material and don't care and just are gonna do what they want and inject new things or do you think we should kind of bring in creators that have reverence to the material and just you know stick to the stick to what's known. Mark, let's start with you. That could give us Martin Scorsese's episode ten. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I I'll, do I'll watch I, it. <laughs> right, exactly. No, I think that it, it it there is to be again. There's a happy medium with all these things, not yeah. with just right. the technology, but the way that the stories are told. Because if you bring somebody in and you tell them, look, this is what we're going for. Okay, who's my team? Who's going to be my screenwriter? What do you want on screen? We're going to tell the story, right? You know, I mean, I, I, George Lucas may have had the idea or when uh, Kirshner, you know, um, what's his name from Return of the Jedi? For Richard Marquand. Yeah. You know, he, was, he was a grumpy old person and like you know, he didn't exactly like go in there and make for a great set, but it got done and you mm-hmm. got Return of the Jedi, right? Mm-hmm. So really, 
I just think that if you get a talented director to portray their vision and we get this, like we've seen, we're seeing now, it really brings in a new fresh way of looking at all this. And, and mm -hmm. I think we need that every once in a while because I love all the other stuff. I mean, we've gotten some great shows so far and mm -hmm. there's been some interesting movies that have come out in this era, but having those new directors in there, that gave us Rogue One, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. And I love that. I love that. That was my favorite film of this whole Disney era, you know? Um, but even then, I mean, but Brian Johnson too, it's like the him breaking his vision in The Last Jedi. I mean, it just, yeah. that like shook everything up so much that people are mm -hmm, still mm -hmm. having a fit over it, you know? Yeah. You can say all you want yeah. to about the man, but the fact of the matter, they're still talking about him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all, that is all, correct. Even, even bad press is good press. Right, they, yeah. He's gonna, and, and, and everyone's gonna go see Glass Onion. So he, yes. at the end of the day, <laughs> Uh, Ryan Johnson wins, uh, <laughs> which 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 I just want him to come back. Do do, do your trilogy. Yeah. Come on. I hope so. I hope I, so. I hope so. Because because that's that's and and it ties back to like what what you were saying, Mark. Like we need all these types of different creators to bring in their yeah. unique visions. And like I think Ryan's vision is so was so great for Last Jedi. I think it could be even better. He's like you know, especially seeing what he could do with like Knives Out and. I'm gonna <laughs> put my I'm gonna put money on it. You guys onion is gonna be as good if not better than knives out. <laughs> but to see like what how good Ryan Johnson has been creating these stories, I can only imagine what he could do with Star Wars in a you know untethered kind of way, without having yeah. to rely on Skywalkers, without having to do Empire versus uh, Rebellion and all that stuff, and just do a Ryan Johnson Star Wars instead yeah. of a you know uh Ryan Johnson, but playing in George Lucas' sandbox type of thing. Yeah. I'm very excited. I, re I really want that to happen. It just, it brings new stories and new perspectives and new ideas and while still being Star Wars. So I think it really is uh, maintaining that balance. Like you don't have to go too much one way or the other. And I think that's one of the great things about visions that mm. you got, you know, yes. these storytellers uh, who are fans of Star Wars, but were able to do stories that weren't canon. So they didn't have to stick to everything that existed. And it was new stories, but they all still felt Star Wars. So that's mm -hmm. why new voices are always good, in my opinion. And new takes on it are really great. The Village Bride. That's what I need to say about <laughs> the Village Bride. <laughs> Mark, what was your favorite part of these three episodes of Andor? Let me see if I can try to figure out a, a part mm -hmm. that really sticks out to me um i think it was what at the end of it, it had to be in episode three because i think what had been built up within the first two episodes we got to see it all come together then mm -hmm. right um stellan coming onto the scene um yeah seeing what was at stake the fact that i was at a point where i was worried about marvel whether she was gonna die or yeah. not right that yeah. already let me know I cared enough about the show. Okay, I'm starting to get worried about some of these folks, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. You know, Tim, well, we saw what happened there, whatever. Yeah. You know, I was like, <laughs> I thought he was handsome, but look at what you did. Sorry, dude. Yeah. It happens. You messed up. You know, and it breaks too. I thought something would happen there as well, too. Yeah. So I, yeah, I would have to say everything we saw in that from once he yeah. came on the scene and the tension with you know those corporate cops just coming in like disrupting <laughs> everything was great um yeah I, I i again it's it's the fact that we were given time to get to know these environments that care about these yeah. characters that helped episode three be the success it was at least for mm -hmm. me yeah 
Nani, what about um, you? What's your favorite part? Well, you don't yeah. you don't have to just say one. You have I mean, there's so much, so much, so much. There's so much goodness <laughs> in the show, really. But, but um, let's try. And, let's try. Yeah. Yeah, and, but going back to what Mark was saying, there's just there's so much tension in this show because we know how Ander ends up, but we don't know the fate of any mm. of the other characters. Mm -hmm. So every time there's a gunfight or you know there's giant weights falling from the sky or anything, <laughs> you, you could know, be the next Tim. Yep. We, we, don't, we don't know what's gonna happen. But yeah, I have to say that uh, I think my favorite part so far was Fiona Shaw's speech. And then, you know, with the clanking in the background, yes. and then it's all like, it gets to you, doesn't it? And then the whole reckoning. And then towards the end, it's like, it's the silence when you really have to start worrying. And then you can just hear the clanking, clanking, clanking throughout most of the season. And suddenly it stops. And the mm -hmm. use of that silence oh my god it's so good but i love it when the guy like asks her what happens when they're silent and she's just like doesn't even say anything just like yeah she she's all Vas a ver. No, uh -huh. yeah. it's like comite, comitecito. Yeah. get me get me some calf it was so good but um i also love pretty much every single scene that b2 emo is in uh, <laughs> they did such, such a good job with the droid i mean as time goes by they get better and better at like humanizing these droid characters mm -hmm. and they become beloved but this was specifically because you can see him age like mm -hmm, at the beginning, mm -hmm. he's like all bright and red. And then towards in the present, he's like all banged up and kind of glitchy when he speaks. And and he gets sad when Ander leaves and, and kind of acts like, you know, like a little kid, like, but don't leave, don't leave me. And and it's so good that with those little movements and everything, so much emotion gets through. Yeah. So and all the interior like right. mechanics of like, yeah. uh, like when it comes up and you can see everything spinning. It's like so good. Like all the puppeteers there, like at Lucasfilm or, or whoever did it. Uh, are just are just incredible my my concern honestly with b2 emo is like seeing him again because i'm just like no i want because like i know yeah. cassian cassian left that planet but i'm just like hey, hey, hey you kind of left you left my 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 little boy my beautiful red boy behind you gotta, yeah but you, you gotta... can't really take him either because then marvel would be all alone that's true exactly uh, exactly uh, good point good point on oh, that scene at the end where she's just crying in his wrecked room oh just just a single solitary tea. Oh, that's when you I know. that's when you that's when you know there's pain when it's just one tea. Right, oh. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are songs and books and poems written about those one the tears that fall down the face by the single tear. Yeah. <laughs> kudos, kudos. So, so you can you can see the pain. And, and that and that whole ending sequence of like you know, mm -hmm. cutting back and forth between like all the characters and like in the aftermath yeah. uh, of this arc was just like it's just it's, it's, it's a master class like it really I mean and, and again I don't mean to like say this in a way that like bashes other Star Wars products uh, other Star Wars products are also incredible and I love them but like I really feel like Andor is really like elevated like the game of like what Star Wars can be it doesn't you know it doesn't have to fit into a formula it can and it can be prestige you know and I use that word uh, loosely because you just you know whatever what is prestige uh, it's, what it's, was your favorite part though Goose you haven't answered the question my favorite part, it, 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 I, I don't think, I don't think like how, I mean, obviously the cliche thing would say, would be like that final scene in episode three, because it was amazing. But it for was, me, yeah. my, fa my favorite thing about the show has been the theming 
the theming, world building, and, and cinematography. And, and oh, yeah. every actually, I was just gonna yeah, keep everything. Going. So I was like editing, sound design, the score. I was, I was, yeah. I was, so uh, so uh, yeah, I'm not able. I'm not able to give this. It's the just one so answer. immersive because it's not just all the visuals and the sounds, and it makes mm -hmm. you feel like you're actually there. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, and that and the opening of the first episode, like I absolutely adore because it just opens and it's film noir. You know, it's yeah. it's raining. It's, it's very dark, Tron. Extre extremely well lit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tron or Blade Runner. They, yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Blade Runner for sure. Yeah, yeah, Blade yeah. Runner. Yeah. <clears throat> but but a but little Dune also. Yeah. yeah. A yeah, little yeah, Dune yeah, is yeah. mixed in there too. Yeah. Yeah. And it still feels Star Wars. A little so Hunger get, like, Games too, because the mad <laughs> the madam at the brothel. You know, oh, there you go. Hunger Games hair. I'm just like, okay, girl. Yeah, her little Hunger Games hair. I saw that movie too. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But 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 yeah. So actually, actually, that's gonna be that's gonna be my answer. It was the opening of of the show because it just absolutely established what it was about. It's yeah. just like, hey, this is a spy thrill. This is a noir. This is a mystery, and it looks different from everything. And it doesn't but shy it's away. Still familiar from yeah. the fact that Ander isn't necessarily a good guy. Like he kills two guys like right at the beginning of the show. It's like. Oh well, they went there I, I, really fast. But again, this is the it's law great. of this is the law of fuck around and find out. Uh, mm -hmm. These are these are mm -hmm. two wannabe cops that we already know are dirty because the other right. I was calling them out, and they were trying to be big men on campus and be like, right. oh, let's let's push the Hispanic guy around. So he's like, this is like again, come up and. Uh, so. But I'm really glad that they didn't shy away from it. To me, it was super surprising when he actually just pulls the blaster and shoots him in the head. It's like, yeah, that one, I, I love that they did that. Yeah. With the first guy, I'm like, okay, well, you can move by accident. That was kind of an accident. But, but then the second one. guy's just like, well, here you go. And the, <laughs> Sorry, no, collateral no, damage. No open, no open casket for you. I hope you don't have yep. family. Exactly. Uh, uh, totally destroy that guy's face. Uh, so, uh, but hey, get, I don't yeah. advocate murder, but you know, when you mess with Diego Luna, your <laughs> things are not going to end well for you. We're coming for you. If he doesn't mess you up, we're we're going to go for you. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's something it's something wonderful to see like all these beautiful uh, Latino faces. Uh, mm -hmm. But let's start. We've talked a lot about the show as we've seen, but now as we know, we have so many more episodes to look forward to. So as we usually do when we get to like this round of the episode here, what do we want to see moving forward, and what do we expect to see like in episode four? Since like this narrative kind of like you know it, it ended up in a pretty close loop, obviously. We know there's more to the story, but what do we expect to see in episode four and beyond or hope to see? Mark, you're our guest, so you have the honor of going first. So I, now we haven't seen Mon Mothla yet. So yeah. there's that, right? We Spoiler still alert. have her. Uh, yeah, there's still that character to come. Um, and the politics of I'm I'm hoping we get some bail in here also, mm -hmm. right? Because yeah. it would be it would make it wouldn't make any sense if he was, didn't pop up at some point, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like I, I do want it to keep a certain distance from the Skywalker mm. legacy. Yeah. No, I know you can only escape it for so long because it is what it is, right? I mean, Especially look at the this, galaxy we yeah. live in, right? Yeah. But I do, I do want to see little connections, just enough to tie it to that world, while still keeping its focus on these characters that we're getting to know. Mm. Right? You can yeah. only escape it for so long because it's all going to end up joining up together. I mean, we may even have at some point some form of a Leia cameo because again mm -hmm. 
these yeah. people are important to the rebellion, and right? And where we're we, at in the and story, and we know that she's in the Senate yeah. at this point. And where, yes. where's and my so mom right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Senate, you so. know, it's like uh, ta- Grandma Tarkin. I mean, all these guys, you can't escape them for so long, yeah. right? But um, yeah, I, I think if it does it in in such a way where again, it's not you know people have a problem with it being a cameo fest, but those are th- it is what it is over there when we see it in these other stories, right? It's what mm-hmm. makes it that tapestry. We all we all yeah. love it or hate it, whatever we may think about it. But I, for me, I want this show to play it smart in that sense to keep mm-hmm. it going the way it is, but just do it in such a way where it's like we get a little nibble and that's enough to keep us going, but we still know we're part of this universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's one of those like uh, uh, also bad takes because she who will not be named did like her review and just like, oh, well, this show's not good because it doesn't have <sighs> Easter eggs. And I'm just like, girl, like you and I watched a completely different show because I mean, if you don't know the subject matter, that's okay. But don't act like you you're an expert by saying stuff like that. No. And not just that. It's just like, even if there weren't, which there are a crap ton, it doesn't make media better. You know, you don't need to have an Easter or worse. I mean, the show should be doing its own merits. Easter eggs are easter eggs are they're for fun they're in the background for everyone to enjoy uh, so whatever she's horrible i don't know why lucasfilm keeps inviting her to these things and, and giving her screeners just stop Get, take her off the stop. list walk away take, yeah. take her off the list and just uh, add more of our beautiful podcasting community there uh, yep. nani what about, what about you what do you hope for the future of andor episode four and beyond uh, um, yeah, I'm definitely with you, Mark. I am looking so forward to meeting Mon Mothma because <laughs> we know this is going to be a different take on her character or the conflicting part of her that's part Senate and part leader of the rebellion and how she has to like manage both worlds. And we've seen in the trailers that her outfits are just fire and she looks amazing <laughs> all the time. So, yep. so I'm really looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to that contradiction between the planets we've seen so far which are like really raw and you know kind of grimy and you know noir and and then seeing the shininess of yeah Coruscant and the senate and the imperials and and just to have that complete flip but keep with the consistency of the story I can't wait to see how they manage that so I'm very much looking forward to it and I think it they've been really genius about the pace at which they've been introducing characters. Cause obviously you mm-hmm. assume Mon Mothma is going to show up in the first three. Mm-hmm. So, and then we don't even meet Marva or Luth until episode two mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at all. So, I mean, it, it just keeps all these expectations and they show up when they need to show up. For when the they story, need to, not, exactly. Yeah. So, there you go. So it's, yeah. So it's, it's been it's, very it's well deliberate, done. And I really like that. It's like, you can tell there's yeah. intention. You can, you can tell that like Tony, really put a lot of work like into this script into these scripts to make sure like he's crafting the best not just star wars story just story period yeah. like the best story possible because like you can take all the star wars stuff out of andor and it would still be an amazing show and yeah. i think i think that's i think that's a good litmus test for any piece of storytelling it's like yep. it should be able to live like in in any in any circumstance because the story should just stand on its own two legs and this one absolutely does but I 100% I kind of also really want to see what happens with Cyril's character because he (laughs) screwed up so badly it was like I'm investigating two people's murder we're told not to do it did it anyway got your entire crew killed 
what's going to happen now? <laughs> Massive screw up. It's like, he's just standing there at the end, like, uh oh, what did I do? Yeah. Again, yeah. my favorite yeah. phrase fuck around, find out. Find out. And, <laughs> and he's he's going to find out. He's going to find yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it'll only fuel him more to like go after him now, right? Like, now I have to catch you. Mm-hmm. Like, you. you Ruined my reputation yeah, and my career my reputation, and what I thought yeah. I was going to do, mm-hmm. my next step was going to be, I, I was going to revel you. in this victory, right? Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, he's absolutely livid, I, even though he's, like, super shocked and, like, like you said, yeah. like, what am, what the hell am I to do now? You're like, yeah. right. totally like how up. am I going to spin this? Yeah. <laughs> but now he's going to be even even more, like, now he's going to be his life fuel, mission. His revenge to get... Yep. um you know, things back on track and, and mm-hmm. for whatever he thinks he's doing in his head, you know, but right, whatever. Right. What, what, yeah, that's a good way to talk about Cyril. It's like, whatever, dude. Whatever. You voted for the emperor, so, you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Go, go tailor your cop suits. <laughs> right, right. Go, 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 go pretend to be a cop somewhere else. Uh, you're, oh, no, yeah, he's going to become a mall cop, basically. And, uh, no. Yes, there you go. There you mall go. Cop getting with, uh, space with mall cop with <laughs> delusions of grandeur. Uh, but no, uh, definitely, like, I, I agree. Like, Bale has to be on the show. Like, it yeah. has to be like, a, and I'm, I'm not going to give a good guarantee on it because I'm always wrong. Uh, but I would imagine it's going to be something like in Rogue One where she's like Mon Mothma doing her thing and all of a sudden, Bam! Uh, Bail. Another space puppy. Another space puppy. Exactly. The, Cue the, the theme. OG. The OG. Cue the theme, uh, and then he walks <laughs> in. Yes, you know, cloud yeah. of smoke and light and dust <laughs> just flying behind exactly. him. Exactly. And he just exactly. shows up to talk to Mon Mothma about whatever rebellion thing. And she's like, "Hey, I'm gonna give you the ten to four. I'm gonna lend it to you one day, or whatever." And he just goes back into the shadow. And exactly. we see Leia in the background or something. It has to be something like that. Right? That, yeah. yeah, exactly. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't have to be like, unless it really, really calls for it for her, the character to be in the moment. It's like simply him walking away with her or somebody dressed like yeah. she would be. Yeah. So we know they're She's in there. the background, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's not their show, but they works. obviously need to be in the periphery somehow. Because, obviously because they're they there. Is yeah. Bale and Leia are the Rebel Alliance, and we know that, and mm-hmm. they're in the Senate, so it just absolutely makes sense that they that they would show up in some capacity, especially Bale. But it, it has to feel earned, and like I, after these first three episodes, I'm absolutely sure that it it they'll 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 do it right because so far, like this show has shown that there's a lot yeah. of care and a lot of love, a lot of attention to like how mm-hmm. the story is progressing, and I. Really, I really hope that they don't do a 180. It's like, ah, never mind. Let's just, you know, let's change, <laughs> let's change the tone now. Let's bring everyone here. Right. Too. Oh, like, yeah. All like, the cameos now. Yeah, no Andor anymore. Now it's just yeah. it's the, the, the Skywalker uh, soap opera. Uh, but no, I, I doubt that. I doubt that. I don't think so. But with that, I think uh, we've covered pretty much everything. I think it's been like an yeah. incredible conversation. Mark, uh, you're on you're on the socials. You're pretty famous. Oh, Everyone knows who you are, but, <laughs> but but just but just in case, where can people find you? All right, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at I am El Diablito. And please please make sure please make sure to follow Mark. Pretty 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 good stuff over there. Uh, but before you. but before but before we super wrap up, uh, I just want to again give a huge thank you to Mark for joining us and having as usual such wonderful, friendly, and, and, and joyful conversation about this 
joyful. I mean, it's not a joyful show. It's pretty. No. Yeah. It's, it's actually kind of <laughs> it, sad. It's kind of sad. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of. Yeah. I mean, but joyful in the sense of like it's Star Wars, and I love Star Wars, and it's just yeah. good Star Wars, and it just makes me happy to be a little sad for Andor. But in the sad, but in the best way possible, even though we. But it's it. such a good way to do it too, because sometimes. I feel like they force themselves to like end in a hopeful note. And this one's like, no, we are in a grim situation. We're going to end episodes mm -hmm. in a grim way because this is actually what's happening. So I love the yeah. direction that, you know, sometimes, sometimes reality sad. <laughs> so. Um, so well, yeah. And, and, and another, another thing before we wrap up, that I wanted to say that one, one other thing that I thought was too much for me to believe is like one of those unbelievable things, just like Adria with, with Tim was at the beginning of episode one when Diego says that he doesn't have a girlfriend. He was like, bro, have you seen yourself in the mirror? Like, you, you have a girl. Well, I'm pretty sure Marva lists like 10 of his girlfriends at one point. True, when... true. No, so. and there, and actually what another thing was just, there was a your, uh, your mama joke like uh, in, in episode two, which I was just like, wait, or episode one. I was just like, wait, Star Wars actually did a your mama joke in Star Wars? <laughs> it, it blew my mind. I'm just like, okay, this show's really pushing some buttons here. Uh, <laughs> Because I, I I never thought there would have been. And when Adria says like, "Oh, the, what happens?" She, she sees him for the first time. She's like, "Oh, what happened to you?" Was uh, was whatever implying that he slept with someone, some husband's wife or something like that. I'm like, yeah. Like, they're talking. I'm talking about stuff that I've never heard in the truth. Yeah. But, <laughs> but for the better and for the better. But anyway, anyway, uh, thank you again so much for joining us. It's been amazing and uh, to have you here. Like, no, thank you, folks. Talk. And or the first three episodes of our Hispanic Heritage Month means yes. the world to us to be able to do that because Mil know, as we've seen sometimes <laughs> time and time again on the socials, lots of people, you know, from a place, from a good place, like to advocate for diversity and inclusion, but sometimes do not take the proactive steps to make sure that that diversity and inclusion is present in their you know in their activities and their things yeah their socials or their podcasts or their shows and whatnot so it's very 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 important for us to be able to do that obviously we don't do the best job because there's always room for improvement so Indeed. just you know it's just a good moment to kind of sit back and like think of like how we can how we can be better allies in, you know in this rebellion because we are all the rebellion and <laughs> it feels like you know like luke said in the last jedi the rebellion is reborn today, I feel, with Andor and like everything that's happening. So thank you for being part of our little rebellion here. As we, you know, <laughs> strive to not only talk about the things we love, but also advocate for the things we believe in. Uh, but with that, Nani, sign us off. You do it better than me. <laughs> thank you so much, Mark, again, for joining us. This was so much fun. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Remember I appreciate being on here at fun. Yes, it's so good. We love you. Um, remember Thank to you. donate for relief funds yeah, for Hurricane Fiona. We're going to leave the links. Thank you again, yeah. Mark. You're lovely as always. And yes. with that, we are Triad of the Force. You can follow us anywhere that podcast can be found. Just search Triad of the po Force. <laughs> Triad, Triad of the, of the, the Pot. <laughs> <laughs> We're keeping it. We're keeping it. Keep going. It's right. fine. Triad of the Force. And you will find us. We have t-shirts too. Just check us out. Like, subscribe. Don't like us. Comment. Positive, negative. It's good. Constructive criticism is always yeah. good as well. Hate watches. So it's fine. It boosts the algorithm. <laughs> too. So until next time, may the force be with you. Mm -hmm.